What's up, this is Elric, and today I'm here with Josette, who's from Spain. He's the top 2% in Spain in terms of academics. He has a PhD, um, started learning from the age of 9, was awarded a lot of awards. You can ask him, um, his IQ is super, super high. All right, And today we'll be sharing a, a lot about um, politics, capitalism, spirituality, maybe a little bit of business, and uh, any topics that uh, comes up, alright? Maybe Josette can introduce more about himself. Hello, so I'm Joseph, I'm from Barcelona and uh, yeah, I've been learning, I'm passionate about learning, I've been learning since I have memory. Actually, I always say that when I was a kid, I was a bit of a weird kid because my mom used to all the time talk to me and, and, and discuss about sociology and politics and philosophy. And this From the age of, of nine years old, yeah? Since, yeah, since the yeah. age I was nine, so yeah. you can imagine... Um, <laughs> How easy it was for me to share this with my school friends. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so, same yeah. for and, me. Um, when I was nine, hmm. when I was nine, I started reading books about business, spirituality, uh, subconscious mind. I knew about the subconscious mind, passive income, rich dad, poor dad. And I read all these books when I was nine years old. And for Joseph, he was reading the same books like politics, sociology. He knew about Marxism, capitalism from the age of nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we are a pair of geeks, right? Yeah. <laughs> we are geeks. <laughs> yeah. So, oof, this learning brought me to a very long journey uh, throughout these years. I ended up studying chemistry, then I moved to study nanotechnology, and then I was awarded uh, a grant. I was top 2% student from Spain, and I was awarded a Lacasta grant from the King of Spain to go to study from the King of Spain, huh? King of Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I even shake the hand of the King of Spain. Yeah. I appeared in uh, Spanish television. My parents were so proud of me that day. I was so happy. All right. Maybe, maybe Joseph, you can share a little bit about your, uh, about your, your pain. Oh yes, yeah. definitely. So it was during my PhD uh, in London that um, you know I finally achieved uh, most of the things I thought I wanted in my life. I was outside Spain, which I really wanted, very far away from my parents' place, living a very new life, a student life, partying, and I was working in a fantastic project, you know, everybody, where everybody would have loved to do in science, involving many things. So I thought, you know, I was living my dream. And at the same time, however, deep inside I was feeling crap, because I was feeling so lonely. I had to very bad relationship with my girlfriend at the time. We were uh, separate by 2,000 kilometers. And I felt that at work, my boss was really not giving me back uh, as much as I was putting in in my job. And um, of course, I did nothing about it. <laughs> and as every time somebody does nothing about it, things get worse. Yeah. I didn't take action. And then it got worse and worse and worse. I started uh, having panic attacks. And I still yet did nothing about it until one day I was about to get off home to go to work and something struck, struck me and I got very scared. For I felt compressed, like if the sky was going to fall on top of me, like in Asterix and Obelix comics books, you know, as if something was about to hit me. So I had to go back home and, and I couldn't get out. And I started having a panic attack, you know, for those of you who might not know about it, panic attacks is when you start uh, breathing very, very quickly and you are very scared and you think you are going to die at any moment. 
but that any moment doesn't come. You just keep panicking. And I panicked for hours and hours, about eight hours. At the end, I was so, so desperate that I even called 911, yeah. emergency services, to come home. They came and, and they told me that I had nothing. Yeah. So they left and I was feeling he, so he got so scared that every time he entered an open space, he would think that he would get he would get killed or he would die if yeah. he enters an open space. Yeah. And because of his panic attacks, he cannot function. He cannot even as much as a genius yeah. he is, he cannot function at all yeah. because yeah. I lost my job. Yeah. I lost my apartment in London. I had to go back to my parents' place. Um, I lost my girlfriend and I lost my money. I had no savings. So the only thing left for me was. You know, I wasn't. I, I, I was back in my parents' place, sitting in my room, being unable to go out, even um, to do anything. And I was just looking there at the sky, thinking, "Wow, I don't think I can go much shit so down do you than I am." Now. How, how do you get out of it? Well, I found a psychologist, and he told me the only way is to expose yourself. So he teach me something next for how to expose myself to the fear. And every day I would go out and face the fear. I would, you know, go to the door of my house, feel the fear, knowing that when I crossed it, I would feel absolute fear and feel all these panics and go for hours of panicking. I hold the breath, I open, and I throw myself out. Okay. First day, I managed to be two minutes outside before suffocating and started having panic attacks. Two minutes, all right. Two minutes. <laughs> okay. Next, next day, I managed five. After one month, I managed to do two hours. Two hours outside. And in six months, I managed to travel around Europe. <laughs> and well, now, you know, that's four years later, I'm on the other side of the world, here in yeah. Singapore. So that was fantastic. And that was only the beginning. From there on, I learned how to face most of the fears in my life, my boss... Okay, if, you get, if you could share one technique, or maybe three techniques, that you can share with them on how to, uh, how to face your fears. How to face your fears. Just one, one quick technique, like yeah. something that, that hmm. worked really well. Very well. Hmm. For me, what works very well, has to work very well, is to always remember that whatever happens, Nothing bad is gonna happen. I'm not okay. gonna die. Okay. I'm not, you know. I, we all. I mean, my case perhaps was a bit um, exaggerated, right? Thinking I was going to die. But we all have these kind of fears, right? Oh, if I say this, you know, nobody's gonna love me, or you know, my boss is gonna fire me. And my experience is that these things not tend to happen. Okay. Um, when you say what you feel like saying, and you say it in a com in a confident way. Things don't happen. You don't die. That's. I thought I was going to die so many times. I'm still here. So imagine how wrong I was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And also, I would say, express your desires. So the first one is to think, uh, to, to ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen, right? And know that there's nothing bad that's going to happen. And the second one is to, is to share your desires. Express your feelings. Express, express your, desires. your desires. Express yourself. Even if you might think that, you know, oh, but if I say this, you know, yeah. why is he going to give it to me? Yeah. Well, he might not. I realize a lot, especially Singaporeans, a lot of us are very stuck. Like, we don't dare to, we don't dare to convey how sexy we feel. We don't dare to convey how, how politically incorrect we are. Or we don't dare to convey a lot of things. Or we don't even dare to brag about ourselves. We are way too humble and way too reserved. And that's causing a lot of emotional pain in a lot of people. Because a lot of people think that, eh, 
because whenever you want to say something but you don't say it, it suppresses you mm. and your throat right actually um, feels it. Yeah. You know? I, 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 I know of a lot of people, their throat are especially blocked. Means they cannot um, they cannot express their self properly or maybe when they are saying something and then someone says shut up. So maybe they had like adrenaline going to their throat and then they shut up. So instead of speaking, uh, it, it gets suppressed. Yeah. And over time, this this build up can cause diseases. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Can cause diseases. And that's why, yeah, it's all about expressing and sharing and yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And for me, it changed my life because um, after having the panic attacks, I went back to my previous job and I finished my PhD. And the difference. You know, I have the same boss, I have the same PhD, I have the same experiments to do. The exact only difference oh. is that when I came back, I was determined to say what I felt. And this changed my mind. I, I used to work um, 12 hours a day, 7 days a week. And I'm not exaggerating. I was actually working these hours. <laughs> that, that's as crazy as I was yeah. at the time. Um, and I didn't manage to get uh, many projects. Uh, actually, I lost 50% of my projects to other people. They were even yeah. ripped from me. And um, after I came back, just by expressing myself and expressing when I did not want to do something or I didn't agree, I managed to work 40 hours a week. Wow. I managed to overachieve all my results. Even though you were working less. And finish my thesis before time. Only by doing this, expressing your feelings, the power of expressing yourself. So please do it, or if you do it, do it more. All right. So remember these two tips for uh, about psychology. Number one is to express your feelings, and number two is to ask yourself what's the worst that could happen, and you realize that hey, there are a lot of things that um, don't happen. In the next video, we are talking about capitalism, Marxism, communism, and if you are interested in politics, join us in the next video.